Hi, this is Dave Pryor for Projects at Work. I'm here at the 2017 Scrum Gathering in San Diego. And right now I have the benefit of sitting down with Lisa Hirschman, who is the interim CEO at the Scrum Alliance. She's been here for 90 days now, right? Yes. Yes. Um, thank you for, for coming by. Thank you. Um, so you've made a bunch of announcements. You did the kickoff this morning. Yeah. Um, for the folks that aren't able to be here, can you share a little bit about the new initiatives, the way you guys have kind of refocused the shotgun approach down to some more narrowed stuff? Sure. Um, so to start with, when I, I started on January 9th okay. with the team, and one of the things I started with was scheduling one-on-one -on -one conversations with every team member. And we also looked at what, what was on their plate. One of the first things I asked I they had too much to do. And, yeah, I okay. said, what are you working on? And they had, you know, th this mountain of initiatives. I can't, <laughs> I can't even remember. It was something like 154. And they said, that's what we're working on. I said, then you're not doing anything. You know, I said, no offense to them. That's too much. But I, what I realized was, um, we went from vision to tactics, yeah. and we missed strategy and that really important operating plan in the middle. Yeah. And so we actually used some scrum techniques. We're using John Miller as our coach, okay. magnificent guy, yeah. and has helped us out a lot. And integrated really well and immediately with the staff, which was great. He had done some work with them prior, and we said... Uh, we also are working with an outside strategy firm to help us kind of cull some of this together. And we got it down to nine key initiatives. Okay. One of the most important things that we did was go back to what's the community asking for yeah. and marry these things. And we actually went through an exercise of looking at all these initiatives because we put them on post-it notes on, right. on the wall and started asserting our no vote, which you know what is hard for people to do at first. That's, and that's what we teach them in all the PO classes. Absolutely. Your job is to disappoint people and say no all day long. Yes. And so that was new for them. And so we finally got it down to nine, okay. presented to the board. They helped us prioritize based on where they thought would help support the, the move forward direction. And we're working on five key initiatives. And, and I just want to make a bit of a side comment. I'm trying to get us away from having a 2017 plan and a 2017 budget. Right. I think we need to be more fluid. And so we are building a pipeline of initiatives. Okay. So backlog. I, that's yeah. I mean, that's really awesome because there's so many companies that want to be agile that still try to do things that old-timey way of... Yes. And we're one of them right now. Yeah. And we've got to change that for a couple of reasons. One, I, I think that it's it's powerful. Right. And number two, if we don't walk the talk, our credibility is going to be shot yeah. in no time. So we um, started, we got it down to five, and then we're building a pipeline. So I want to do our budgeting the same way. So we have a annual budget for things like salaries and, yeah. you know, incentives and things like that. But we also have a horizontal budget. For projects. For every single initiative. Wow. And when one rolls off, we close out that budget, and we may need to seek new funding depending on what the budget looks That's like. That's awesome. And we have every, uh, or, you know, we've got marketing that goes across every initiative. We have IT that goes across in every initiative. They have to give input to those budgets. So we have a dollar number for each, uh, and a budget for each initiative. Okay. So what are the initiatives? So the five initiatives are 
um, number one, when I came on board, we were in the throes of doing some face-to-face -face sprints. Okay. So we hosted in Malmo, we hosted in Vancouver at the same time, and right. then we did one in Boston. And who goes to these events? Uh, um, it's volunteer. Okay. So we post backlog, and then people look at the backlog and say, hey, I can contribute to this. I have some subject matter expertise here. I got the time. I'll go. Okay. And so Scrum Alliance was picking up expenses for that. And what we learned was just invaluable. And we learned that we have not done a good enough job of soliciting input and leveraging people who are so passionate they're willing to yeah. volunteer their time and leverage that. Yeah. We essentially have an untapped resource Massive base. Massive untapped resource. Beyond our staff. Yeah. And I think previously we get in that mindset of only staff and this is breaking those rules, which I'm delighted. Yeah. So we are looking to formalize a volunteer system so that we're better at it. It was That's a little awesome. clumsy, right? And it's going to be, though. I mean, Gina and I were just talking about, because we both come from the PMI space, Okay. about the value of volunteering and what you get. I mean, I got so much more out than I put in. Well, you know, and, and I know you don't necessarily, we certainly don't want to copy what everybody does, but right. we do want to learn what mistakes they made. Yeah. And we just added uh, John Doyle from PMI. He's the former CFO oh, of PMI yeah. on our board. Okay. And in fact, I chatted with him this morning and he said, Lisa, he goes, I'm retired. How can I help? I go, you be careful what you ask yeah. for. I said, I really want to understand how you made the volunteer system run smoothly. And so we're going to get better at, uh, okay, you're laughing. I'm sorry. No, I don't know if I'd right. say it ran smoothly, but it ran. Okay. I think I think um, the they gave the people a great opportunity to contribute, and in the process, you learned. I learned so much yeah. about leadership and working with other people and working with geographically distributed teams and built a network. It's one of the most valuable things I have. People it, all over the world. It's amazing. In fact, yeah. for our Boston sprint, we had a gentleman come all the way from China to participate. Wow. That. That speaks beyond volumes yeah. of commitment. The dedication. Absolutely. Because the, the travel time alone was probably twice the time that he spent on the ground. I know. That poor man probably just got adjusted yeah. to East Coast time and had <laughs> to go all the way back to Beijing time. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing. So, so how can the members, before we move on to the next one, how can they find out more about how they can get involved with that? We're, uh, we're still in the process of de developing that initiative. Okay. It's underway. We're doing our backlog refinement and so forth. Okay. Uh, because we are taking a scrum approach to our initiatives. That's good. So there's more coming as we continue to develop this. Okay. And so we'll be putting out either things on the website or communications. Okay, on how so they just keep going involved. to scrumalliance.com. Yes. That's what they yeah. Okay. So on the scaling initiative, we had started talking about this at the board level and re really recognized, started hearing from the community a, a tremendous amount of frustration. Yeah. And so we started in October, and we said to staff leadership, hey, um, let's march forward. And, and Craig and Buss had approached Scrum Alliance, actually before I even got involved with them. So this was uh, back a few years ago. Right. And I guess we didn't see at the time whether... It wasn't as big a deal back it then. It wasn't. As a matter of fact, it's interesting you say that, because yesterday when we did the... Um, uh, round robin yeah. for each of the initiatives. Someone asked me, and they said, "Lisa, what happened to 
Scrum Alliance creating their own scaling. And I said, honestly, I don't know anything about it. And, and Rafael Sabah and uh, Pete Behrens were helping yeah. me because they have that context. And they said, years ago, when we put out the learning objectives, we got nothing. We got no feedback. Yeah. So that was the data that said, not the time. As, as in demand as it's become. Now. Exactly. Because now you've, you've got all the different versions now. Yes. Yeah. So suddenly the market exploded and we found ourselves behind. And so we said, let's go back because what Craig and Buss have put together really aligns well with what we are standing behind yeah. in terms of Scrum. So if you're not familiar with Craig and Boss, it's large-scale Scrum. So Craig Larman and Boss Vode, they're the guys that put that together. So, And you can go to less.works to learn more about that. Yes, and less is the acronym, Yes, and which can be confusing sometimes yeah. to people. <laughs> um, but it's doing more with less. That's, yeah. what we're, that's what we're promoting. So we went back to them and said, hey, is there an opportunity to you know, partner, acquisition. Right. We put everything on the table, right? And they said, hey, you know, let's do a partnership. So we wanted to announce it. Um, we're still working out some of the details. So, you know, how do people register? Essentially, we're building a one-day bridge class okay. that's going to still, uh, the guys at Less Company will be handling the um, certified less trainer, the CLT, okay. et cetera. That's all theirs remains the same. But what we're trying to do is build a, a one-day type of kind overview. Of into yes, it. a feeder, bridge class, whatever right. you, you, you would like to call it. Okay. Yeah. So it creates that connection between what Scrum Alliance has, what uh, scaling options yeah. are. Cool. Okay. So more to come. Uh, we're working out the operational details. Sure. and. Uh, you know, how we promote via marketing because we understand that's real important. Yeah. Uh, very excited because we um, uh, gave a quote jointly uh, between Less Company and Scrum Alliance for a Gartner article that's coming awesome. out. Awesome. But we didn't want our community to find out via In Gartner. The Gartner article. Yeah, yeah, that's just, that does not feel right. So yeah. that's why we wanted to make uh, some type of announcement okay. and get, you know, excitement here at the, at the gathering. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's two. Right. So we've got a progressive model that we're working on uh, to create sort of better pathways for people who, you know, are interested in certifications, but maybe don't necessarily want to become a trainer. Yeah. And so it gives a nod to uh, experience plus training and what different journeys and pathways that that can lead to, whether it's CSPO, CSP, yeah. making that connection between, say, a CSM and a CSP a little bit better. Okay. And that's actually, I think, pretty close to being rolled out. Yeah, so I want to I mention more about this. So if you're listening to this, right now you start out with CSD, CSM, or CSPO. The next step is CSP. What they're adding are, are levels that are more advanced gradations of CSM and CSPO and eventually CSD. So that you don't just have to make this massive leap, you can go through stages and work your way there. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. okay. Exactly. So one of our other initiatives is about um, how do we get better and more strategic about the gatherings? Okay. These are great events. Yeah. We're looking at how do we collect better data that says return rate, and for those that maybe don't return, why? Yeah. How do we create a better experience? And we've had some, um, uh, Emily Berman, who's our uh, director of, I think we're calling it Global Services now, because okay. it's not just events, that we've got membership, remember, sort of running through yeah. that as well. And so we're trying to think more broadly, more globally, to serve a global market okay. in a better way. 
What's the experience? What's the customer or community member experience? What value do they get out of it? When exactly. Yeah. And you know, there was some discussion previously. As a matter of fact, my first week, Emily and I had a one-on-one -on -one and she said, what's the number that you want to hit at the gatherings? I said, what are you talking about? She goes, do you have a number? I said, no, it's about the experience. I'm delighted we're growing. I mean, yeah. We've got 1,100 people at this event, which is fabulous. Yeah. You can't dampen the energy if you tried, and who wants to? It's right. too much fun. But we also know that when you get to a certain point, there's a tipping point, right? Yeah. Where you meet a saturation point, and suddenly you feel like you're a part of a cattle call. Yeah. We want to make sure that we preserve the experience and not get hung up on right. a number. Right, grow it in a way that allows everybody to still get the benefits of it. Exactly. Yeah. So we may end up, if we do grow to those numbers, and I hope we do, but that's not what's most important. Then we split it into two. And maybe yeah. you have two this size rather than one twice the size. Okay. And you're doing more events now, right? Because there's there's three globally. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this year, starting with San Diego for our North America. Okay. Then we're going to Singapore in July. Okay. And then we're going to Dublin in October. Yes. Cool. Yeah, very excited about that. And uh, so we're getting more strategic, gathering better data, the experience data that we will be folding into our membership channels yeah. as part of, of that initiative. So cool. and one thing I want to mention, what isn't really an initiative, but a better way to manage that membership is we always refer to everyone collectively as the community. Yeah. But not everybody's the same. We have trainers, we have coaches. Oh, there's sub-communities all throughout. Exactly. Yeah. So they're channels. Yeah. So we're making sure that we become really knowledgeable about those channels. Oh, and that's good. For our own, so we, we've split them. Yeah. And then for our own internal purposes, for succession planning and development of our resources, yeah. people after maybe 18 to 24 months, they go to another channel. Okay. So they know the community. So people on staff are switching. That's yes. great. That's part of our succession planning. Okay. So we want to take care of the community, but we got to take care of our staff too, because they're the ones that make it happen. Yeah. And I'll also add, this is the first gathering that we have essentially shut down the offices and every staff member is here. Wow. We've not done that before. And to watch the some of the staff members who've never participated. To get to be part of it. Yes, I had my IT manager come up to me last night. He was, Lisa, this is so amazing. He said, I'm talking to people about cybersecurity and what their expectations are. And he said, uh, this is just phenomenal. And I said, go do more, go find yeah. out everything that you can. That's, so I would, my comment on that, I mean, I've been here almost a week now because we had the TAC and then the retreat for the trainers and coaches. And there's definitely a difference. I mean. Obviously, there were changes, but the tone and the vibe and the engagement is, it's a lot more, I don't know, it seems brighter and more enthusiastic and like talking to you, it's talking about data and channels and stuff. It's a much deeper level. It's a nice, Thank very you. positive thing. I appreciate that. As feedback. a consumer of the conference. No, no, that, that's important. I mean, you guys are the barometer, so yeah. the feedback is really appreciated. Cool. And then two other areas that we're looking to make some investments in. Okay. And again, couldn't have done this without voice of the community and voice of the staff. And that is our IT infrastructure okay. and how we support the community and make it, uh, we want to be user friendly, not user hostile. Okay. So that's something that we're right. looking to make some investments in. And of course the marketing. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about things like, why do we, although the, the Agile Vox magazine 
is great and there's a lot of superb content and we are just over the moon to have Target. Target. I yeah. mean, Target does not give everyone permission to use their logo. Yeah. And the fact that we have that, which is great. And if, if, since it's audio, you can't see it. If you yes. don't have a copy of Box in front of you, the Target Target is right on the cover of the magazine. Yes. Yeah. That very recognizable red and the red and white rings. Yeah. So I kind of miss the little pit bull. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, to you know, how do we get content out more regularly and in a more yeah. fluid fashion? So we're, we're With more big success stories. Exactly. Yeah. And personal stories. So let's look at digital content yeah. and not wait for an annual or semi-annual release. Let's do it. Let's feed oh, people. As much as you can, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. So those are sort of a synopsis okay. of uh, the things we're focused on. And when we close out one, we go to the next one. That's awesome. So we're building that pipeline. Cool. Well, yeah. this is great. And thank you for the information. And thank, thank you for you. taking the time out. And good luck with the interim CEO part. Thank you. I can't tell you how honored I am to be doing this. It's been um, it's a lot of work, but I am having so much fun. So good. We're all very glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Thanks.